Hello there, I'm Kiel Strode and Beatmaker, and on this episode of the Monday Mindset Podcast, we're going to be talking about gratitude. During this pandemic, most of us are probably experiencing an additional cause for self-reflection, especially if you are out of work and are quarantined at home. Even more so if you are by yourself with no loved ones, or you could have a family, but you have to be separated from them because you may be working in the medical field. Um, So, you know, it's a good time to do some reflection, some self-reflection. It's a really good time. But let's not get... Let's not put all of our attention on our individual circle when it comes to our personal reflection, because that reflection may be in regards to our family, our friends, our loved ones, whether you're living alone or not. Now, with the climate of the world, the political atmosphere in the United States, Now's the time to reflect on the level of gratitude you have for yourself and the world. As John Lennon once said, I was about to say John Legend. (laughs) As John Lennon once said, living is easy with eyes closed. Misunderstanding all you see. I really like this lyric because it coincides with gratitude very well, in my opinion. You see, I see gratitude in this lyric because when you are not grateful for what you have and what the world has provided for you, in my mind, I view you as someone who is a complainer, an individual that lives life the hard way, does not appreciate what they already have and what the world has given them to be able to live, to thrive. Because when when you're living easy with eyes closed, you're you're not grateful for what the world has provided for you. And what I mean by what the world has provided for you, I mean the people who have sacrificed for us, the people who have created incredible, inventions, breakthroughs in in medicine, in food, you know, being able to preserve our food, being able to eat different foods. I mean, those are things that we have to be so grateful for. But, and a lot of that isn't, and you know, this comes, and I'm bringing this all into the American mindset. For any of my foreign listeners, you'll understand what I'm saying that for us as Americans, we need to understand that what I mean by being grateful for the world, we need to understand and appreciate what other countries have created and provided that allow us here in the United States to thrive. We don't we don't think about that. We don't take that into consideration. And, you know, That's why I was saying earlier, put aside your inner circle. Don't worry about the other people. Think about the gratitude in yourself and the world because you are a part of the world. Just as much as the world is a part of you. And when you're not grateful for what the earth has provided for you, what life has provided for you, what great inventors and authors and singers outside of America has provided for us. You know, who are we as Americans then? Who are we as individuals? If we can't be grateful for what the world has provided for us, hell, majority of the medicines that um, that we as Americans love, need, and require come from other countries. I mean, how how many of of you know 
medicines and vaccines have come from plants in the rainforest. I mean, aspirin is one of those. And, you know, look at what's, look what's happening in the rainforest, in the Amazon rainforest. I mean, if the rainforest is gone, you know, I'm not even thinking about the climate. I'm thinking about all the medicines. If the, rain, if the rainforest is gone, all the most of the medicines that we have are gone. Yeah, we could synthesize them. But then what about all the new plants that could cure new diseases, that could help fast-track new medicines? I mean, it it's really incredible in this country the lack of gratitude we have for the world. I mean, I'll get into the lack of gratitude that we have within ourselves, but I really want to talk about the world right now because look at what's going on in the world right now. I mean, in regards to this pandemic, when you look at other countries who have handled this pandemic, and I'm going to bring up like, um, I think New, Ze New Zealand is a good example, Australia. I don't know if anyone's seen that recent video that was you know, trending on Twitter of a um, of a concert. I'm not sure if it was in Australia or New Zealand. It may have most likely been in New Zealand. But, um, you know, New Zealand has, hasn't had any COVID cases, um, hasn't had any deaths. Um, and so, you know, the reason why I'm looking at bringing up gratitude in the world is that look at how grateful, and I'm going to use New Zealand as an example. Look at the level of gratitude that they have for their people. All right? Think about that for a second. Think about the level of gratitude that they have for their people. All right? They, they put aside their, their political views their individual views, and they came together at, during a desperate, dark, and strange time. And they were able to fight this virus. They were able to combat this pandemic that is continuing to go on throughout the world because they saw the, the, the level of gratitude that the government was putting in themselves putting in the, in the people, I mean, all right? They were grateful for what they, were, they could do for themselves as a community. And that's why if you've seen that video of, of um, everyone dancing and close together at that concert, that's, you know, I look at that as that. That is the, um, the reward of having gratitude and caring for one another, for caring for the entire country. Not for your inner circle, for the entire country, not for your political views or your moral views, because they put that all aside and they came together and looked at this as a moral issue to just do the right thing. And you look at that here in the United States, we have no gratitude for the country. We have no gratitude for this country. Because, you know, this country is starting to turn into what it, it looked like before the revolution. Or even, um, yeah, where you have all these different states, but they're like different countries. You know, the next thing you know, you know, everyone's going to have different currencies again. I mean, I mean like, you know, you we call this the United States, but like it's the United States of ungratefulness because we are so ungrateful of how, of looking at how the other world, how the, how the outside world, how other countries are trying to combat this virus. 
because they're grateful for their people, for their citizens. They're grateful for this, for what the citizens provide to their country, the value in their citizens, the value in their country, the value in life. And, and they take that, that mentality, apply it throughout the country in hopes to protect not only their country, but other countries, because they see the value in the other countries throughout the world. They're grateful for what the other countries on our planet have provided for them. Food, entertainment, medicine, religions, you name it. And, and that's one of the things that that boggles the mind about, about the United States to me. Not even the United States, but Americans. Not every American, but many Americans. We, we, are, we are so dependent and expect every other country, every other state to be grateful for us. To be grateful for what we provide to everyone else. I mean, all I'm seeing that we are providing right now is just dropping bombs. We're just providing, you know, body bags. I don't I don't see what we're providing right now. What we're providing throughout this pandemic is is ignorance, ineptitude, immoral behavior, tribalism. Political self-sabotage, domestic terrorism. I mean, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense to me. But, you know, that to me is a, is a level of how ungrateful the American people are for each other. How ungrateful for they are for what other countries have done to make sure that they aren't responsible for spreading this virus. I don't understand it. I, I just, I, I wish I understood why we as Americans can't see the bigger picture. But I mean, I do know why. You know, we, especially when it comes to this, you know, when it comes to gratitude. We we don't we don't see the value in gratitude anymore. I, I don't know if we ever have. I'm only twenty nine years old. You know, maybe maybe maybe, you know, I can answer this question when I'm seventy nine. <laughs> but I, I doubt it even then. I'd probably be like, I still don't even know. So it, it for me it's like you know, we should look at other countries that have done a fantastic job of combating this virus, of trying to keep it together, and we should be grateful for that. We should be grateful for what they're trying to do for the entire world, for the bigger picture. And and that's kind of my whole thing about, you know, this gratitude in the world is that we as Americans, we need to see that and like, okay, we really need to do our part. I mean, I'm, I'm sure people have seen the, you know, the, the map of the country and how bad the, um, the, the pandemic has become, how, you know, there are just, it's widespread. The cases are rising. And I look at that and, <clears throat> excuse me, I look at that and I get really concerned because we, we, you know, I get concerned because of the states that really have tried, the states that really tried their best. And, you know, doing their best to to save lives 
to mitigate the spread, they did their best. And you and with and at times without any real support or help from the federal government. And and that's concerning to me because there's this level of well, as you know, and and what regardless of your political views, if you listen to my podcast, you you have to put your political views aside and look at the level of ungratefulness that the administration and our government has shown to the American people. Put, put, put your political views aside. Put your conspiracy theories aside. Regard, put all that aside. Just put all of that aside. And think about the level of ungratefulness they have shown to the American people. Only one check. And and I saw um I saw someone on Twitter, it was a representative. Um and I, I wish I could remember what she specifically said. Let's see if I can look it up. Apologize for the noises. Um, but I'm going to see if I can look up what she said. But it was really striking to me because it was in perfect relation to um, how we're looking at this, um, how the government has been so ungrateful to what the American people have been doing and sacrificing to keep the country running you know at the beginning of this pandemic you you think about you know the meat workers and how many of them were dying you know working still working and getting covid and dying and you know i was listening to npr about a to a, a story about a father who was working at a meat packaging um facility and he caught covid and died and then his young son who was still in school got a job there to help the family to keep going the same place at where his father died he started working think about that take a second and and think about that think about what that means when when I hear stories like that, it it makes me so frustrated and angry at how ungrateful our administration and our government has been to the American people in their handling of this pandemic. For a young kid to lose his father and then go and work at the very same place that killed his father, that provides food for the country. I mean, what does that mean? What does that say about us? What does that say about our level of gratitude? I mean, I'm you know, I'm not going to get into the whole mask thing. But I mean, that is another thing about gratitude that is so crazy to me. And yes, you know, you can bring up how, you know, Dr. Fauci, you know, was saying not to wear masks. You can bring up all of that stuff. I, I understand. You, but I want you to put aside the political views, the conspiracy views. Put all of that aside. And, and just think about the fact that by wearing a mask, you save lives. And, and that's my whole thing about being grateful about outside your inner circle. And you, outside your inner circle can mean your political circle, your moral circle. doesn't have to just mean your friends and family. I mean, I, you know, I was watching a, an interview with a nurse talking with, with 
you know, the, the, the reporter was talking with the nurse and she was talking about how she would be with patients on, on their dying bed, on their last breaths, still not believing that they have the virus, still thinking that they'll be okay the next day. And she will ask them, what would you like me to call your family so you can say goodbye? And, and they would tell her, oh, no, no, I'm going to be okay. I'll, I'll talk to them tomorrow. And there was no tomorrow. And many of these people, they didn't take the virus serious. They didn't wear the mask. And some of these people may have gotten it from family. And think about that. Think about that because you didn't take this seriously because you didn't wear a mask. You now may have compromised a family member and they may die because of it. Or you didn't want to wear a mask even though you may have um, pre-existing medical conditions. Or maybe you have a compromised immune system. Maybe you've been smoking for, for 50 years, 25 years. And, and, th and that's what I mean about, about gratitude is that when, when people have put their political views first their their moral high ground however as you know however delusional it may be you're 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 ungrateful for everyone else in the country you're ungrateful for your neighbors you're ungrateful for the people whose immune systems are compromised who have pre-existing medical conditions, who maybe can't afford um, insurance. You're ungrateful for the essential workers, the nurses and doctors who beg for people to just wear a mask so they don't have to keep on ha dealing with incidences of people dying because they didn't wear a mask, because they were gathering with groups of more than, than two people. That lack of ungratefulness that we have in this country for our citizens, for each other, it is scary. And it's costing lives. I mean, how, how, how do we continue to move forward as a country if we don't even see the value in other people in our own country? let alone the world, but, but in our own people. I, I, it's, it's scary how, you know, we, we have allowed propaganda and political ideology and radical political ideology, radical religious ideologies to, and mix that all up, you know, Throwing all that, throwing a, a, a little hint of propaganda, season that puppy real well, fry it up, grill it however you'd like, and, and you have yourself a, a, a well-cooked clusterfuck of a delusional individual. Excuse my language. I'm sorry. This is this. I'm gonna have to make this one explicit, which I apologize. I apologize, but I mean, think about that, and I apologize if you're. An individual who may have thought like this or are currently believing that, regardless, I, I don't have anything against you because what I'm trying to convey here is think of the bigger picture. It's your choice how you want to be, how you want to view the world, politically, whatever. It's your choice. I'm, I, can't, I can't hate you for that. I'm not going to change you. That's not what I'm here to do. I'm here to open up a new perspective for you, and maybe you will make the choice to change due to what you've learned from that perspective, what you've taken away from it. That's your choice. But all I'm trying to say is that you got to think about the bigger picture. I mean, it, it, the longer we don't come together as a community, this country, the longer we will be dealing with this virus. 
regardless of the of the vaccine, regardless of of whether people take it, whether they don't, what whatever happens. And we have to come together as a community. And and I know we're a big country. I I understand that. But I say community because I feel that community is more wholesome. It's more inviting than we have to come together as a country. We have to come together as a community because in a community, we value one another. We value each other. If we look at the United States as a country rather than a country, <laughs> rather than a, a, a political country, but if we look at it as a community, a community of ideas, of, of philosophies, of beliefs, of entertainment, of music, of love, different a community of different ideas of love and appreciation and understanding and a community of gratitude, how much, how much more better we can thrive as people. But we have to make that choice together. We cannot make that choice through political views. We can't make that choice through our religious views. We have to make that choice through being a human. A human a human choice. Because in the end, that's what we are. We're a community of humans, a community of living beings, a community of mammals. And we have to be grateful for one another. I mean, it, gratitude is key in the art of living. And if you're if you're quarantined and and you're out of work and and I know that it is going to I know struggling financially. I'm struggling financially. We're all struggling financially. How how can you be grateful at a time like this? Kios. Ooh. <laughs> I apologize. Um <laughs> how can you be grateful, Kios, during a time like this? I, I, I'm sure that's what some people are are wondering. Like like where where are you looking? Where can you find gratitude in the world? You've said all of that at the beginning, but I I don't believe it. You know, I'm where are you finding gratitude? And if you're struggling to find gratitude, you know, if you're struggling with gratitude in the world, if you're struggling finding it in yourself, in, in the community, not in your inner circle, but in the community, if you're struggling to look for that, for that gratitude within yourself, now is the perfect time to practice and hone that skill. You know, and the reason why I say that is because, like, it, many of us have to train ourselves to be grateful. It, you know, and, and what I mean by that is, like, you could have grown up with some solid parents that, you know, have always, you know, I, I remember there are plenty of times where my mom would be like, you need to be more grateful. You know, we've all had our parents say that um, you need to be grateful for what you have. All right. You need to be grateful for the food on the table. You, know, you need to be grateful for the shoes on your back, you know, the clothes, the shoes on your back, <laughs> the clues, the, the clues, <laughs> my Lord. But you get what I'm saying. Um, and you may be, you know, and maybe that lesson and maybe you had lessons and experiences that kind of made that made that mentality, that value stick. And as you've gotten older, maybe you've lost a little bit of that and you need to retrain yourself into being more grateful. Or maybe you're doing well and you're as you're growing, as you're getting older, you're becoming more and more grateful. And I don't mean for large things. It can be little things. We all just need to be grateful in, in some aspect.
because you know I'll you know for me I'm really grateful for the job that I have and I'll explain why you know I've probably I've talked about it in previous episodes you know I used to work as a paraprofessional for um a number of years I used to work mainly with kids and um you know I had a lot of amazing fantastic experiences that have helped and shaped me into the person I am today but you know I worked with um, certain individuals and I had em um, employers and co-workers who didn't who weren't grateful for the work and the effort and the gratitude I put into my job and to them and you know I dealt with a lot of bullying um, I dealt with a lot of threats um, I dealt with a lot of toxic environments, toxic co-workers, toxic employers. And, you know, my last job, you know, you know, when I was working as a paraprofessional school, I was working at the last, I want to say, six to eight months, I went in every single day. And I left every single day, not knowing whether or not I'd have a job. All because I stood up for myself. And I left there on my own terms. And I'm grateful for that. Because I made the decision for myself. I didn't allow them to take that away from me. I didn't give them that luxury or that pleasure because that's what they wanted all along and it was the end of the school year and that was the only legitimate reason that they had. And I made the choice for them. So I left working at the high school that I went to, that I worked at for five years to work as a third shift custodian. And that job started out pretty okay. I was like, all right, you know, it's third shift, yeah, but I don't have to work with any kids. I don't have to deal with any parents. I don't have to deal with any ungrateful um, coworkers. Um, my employer, he seems pretty cool, laid back. Um, so, you know, I got this job through my mom's church, so, and, you know, I may not go to or associate with her, um, beliefs and her religion, um, but the people that she goes to church with are good people, most of them, <laughs> um, and they helped me get this job, so I was grateful for that, and, started out going okay um but then unfortunately it ended up repeating itself and became very similar to when i was working at the high school um he was became very toxic very mean and it turned into me going to work every day and not knowing whether or not I have a job when I wake up. Um, and this one, I I knew that he was eventually looking for a reason to fire me. Um, he just didn't like me for whatever reason. Um, and um, I saw what was coming, so, and I, you know, I, even though I knew what was coming for months, I kept on looking for other work, and it was tough. I couldn't find anything. 
And uh, I was like, well, I do like cleaning. I enjoy this. So I was like, let me, you know, apply for more cleaning jobs. And I finally found one. I was like, all right, it's not too far away from me. And, uh, you know, I Google mapped it and I was like, all right, it looks like a nice building. All right. Uh, well, this seems a little bit more, you know, easier for me to do. I don't know. You know, it seems more less complicated than cleaning an entire movie theater by myself. So I think I'll give this a shot. <laughs> um, and um, I went in and I went to the interview and I got the job. So I was like, all right, um, I'll keep on working for the other guy. Um, it's a woman who runs this company that I currently work for. And uh, yeah, you know, it's third shift. And then this job, it's, it's going to be crazy. I'll probably, I mean, I was all, I was already only getting like two to three hours of sleep. I can, I can, I can manage only getting two hours of sleep now. <laughs> um, but he ended up, uh, you know, firing me. Um, on, <laughs> it was ridiculous pretty much made up um, a bunch of lies and uh, used that for the basis of uh, firing me. And, um, you know, one thing that's really incredible about that whole scenario was, you know, I stood up for myself in that moment when he was firing me. And I'll, I'll never forget what I said to him. You know, I was like, and uh, I'm not going to use his real name. So, you know, I was like, you know what, Blue? Um, this entire time I have worked for you, you have been mean to me. You have been rude to me. You have been disrespectful to me. You have been very ungrateful for what I, all the work and all the effort I have put in. And when my grandmother passed away, you didn't even acknowledge it. You just threatened to fire me. And, you know, if you continue to run your business this way, you're not going to have any employees left. And for a man who prides himself on being a man of God, you act very un-Christian-like. And um, that totally... He started trying to... I pretty much put him in his place. I was calm. I looked him in the eye. I was respectful. And, um, you know, leaving that toxic environment and going into my new job, I'm so grateful for what he did. I'm grateful for him firing me because it was a sense of relief. He did me a favor. I was going to continue to work for this man for a couple more weeks to save up some money while work for this for this other company. Continue to allow myself to be in that toxic environment. So he did me a favor. And this new place where I work, they value me not only as an employee, as a coworker, but as an individual. You know, I will never forget the first week that I was working for um, this company. There was a really bad thunderstorm, really, really bad. And my employer was texting me and calling me, checking in to make sure that I was okay, to make sure that I stay indoors in case of anything. And I was absolutely blown away and confused and, and shocked. I'm like, why is she, why is she like this? Why, you know, she's like cares about me. And I was absolutely blown away because I'll tell you, my last employers that I have had, they never valued me or any of us, you know, or a select view they valued. But most of us, 
they didn't see anything in us. They weren't grateful for the work that we put in, for the effort, for the the input. So to have, you know, an employer who would ask me, well, what do you think of this kiosk? How should we handle this kiosk? You know, especially during this pandemic, she has been incredible, incredibly grateful for her employees. Checking in on us, constantly keeping us updated on, on, the, on the pandemic and on the vaccines. I've never, I've never had an employer like that. And, and my coworkers are incredible. They care about me. They give me constructive criticism on my cleaning. I didn't get constructive criticism in my, in my past jobs. All I got was threats. And I know there are plenty of people who are listening to this right now who can relate to many of the things I'm talking about. May not be the exact same experiences, but you can relate to a toxic work environment. And those of you who are fortunate enough to still be working, but have to work from home, you're not exposed to that toxic work environment. You might be exposed to it virtually, but that's a lot easier to digest because you're not right in front of them. You don't have, you're not exposed to that person or employer and, or, or maybe you're not exposed to as much toxic um, you know, toxicity at the workplace. Because now that you're working from home and everyone is, you know, we're all screwed, <laughs> so to speak, in terms of the way our administration has been pro- providing for us. You know, like I was trying to say earlier, and I totally went off on a tangent, but like what I was totally saying earlier is like, you know, putting putting aside your you know, political views and all that, we need to be grateful for the fact that, or we need to acknowledge the fact that like, we've only been provided one stimulus check. Think about that, people. Beside, you know, put aside your political views, whether you're a Democrat or Republican, think about the fact that our, our government, our administration, the they're so on. They only see enough value in us to only give us twelve hundred dollars, and for many Americans, that's for many Americans, that's rent. That could that could be a car payment, that could be college. You know, paying off your college loan. That's not going to provide food or pay the rent, or maybe you could only pay part of the rent or part of the mortgage, and. You know, and to circle back to my my gratefulness with my job is like, I see so much value and I'm so grateful for my other coworkers and how much they care for me that I make sure that I do the best at my job and make sure that I protect myself from exposing them to anything. And I also work with elderly, so I have to make sure that I protect them. And I'm grateful for them. They care about me. They love me. They get excited when I come into work. And, you know, this is why I'm grateful for this job because this job has given me the ability to work on my passions. If it wasn't for this job, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been able to have finished my album. I wouldn't have been able to start this podcast. I wouldn't have been able to really start working out. I wouldn't be able to have had a little bit of savings. You know, this job has opened up so many things for my, for for Ronin Art and Business, you know, the name of of my entrepreneurial business. For me, for myself personally, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, I look forward to going to work. I don't, I don't have to worry about whether or not I'm going to have a job the next day. I don't have to worry about whether or not if I do something wrong, they're going to yell at me, berate me, harass me, bully me. I don't have to worry about that. I look forward to, to work. I see the value in my job. I'm grateful for my job. Not everyone has that. And, you know, we as Americans... When we go to our fast food restaurants, 
and whatnot, to the grocery stores, to the retail stores. We need to think about that. We need to provide that to our essential workers. We need to be grateful for them. So that might mean wear a mask. That might mean having to have some distance. That might mean being patient with your order if they make a mistake, if they don't have the right size. We need to be patient and grateful for them. They're still working. Think about that. And think about also the fact that some of those people are still are working still with COVID. You know, as, as Rand Paul said, we should just have the, the waiters keep working with, with COVID. I mean, I think, was it Arizona? I'm not even sure which state it was that the, the, the cases are so bad that even the, the, the nurses and doctors that have COVID, as long as they can't transmit it, they can still work and they don't have the symptoms, they can still work. Think about that. We, we have people who are working in fast food restaurants who might have COVID, who might have the flu, who might be sick, still working because they need to pay the bills. Most people are, are not concerned about food at this point. They're concerned about having a roof over their heads. And our government has abandoned us because they're ungrateful for us. They're ungrateful for the work. They're ungrateful for the essential workers who continue to put their lives at risk, for the nurses and doctors who die of the COVID because they don't have enough supplies, PPV, whatever it can, whatever they need. Or the, or the, the senior homes. I mean, you know, or you know, the, think about, and someone brought this up, think about all of the, you know, the, you know, the, 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 the backwood towns in Kentucky and, and, and all the rural, rural areas of America who, where they didn't get PPV for their hospitals, where they didn't get enough funding or, or the reservations who haven't even gone stimulus. We don't need to get into how ungrateful the, um, the American government is to the indigenous Americans. We, we don't need to get into that. We already know that. That's an ongoing genocide. <laughs> That's the reality of the situations, ladies and, you know, ladies and gentlemen. If you don't think that America has committed genocide or isn't committing genocide right now, you're not really reading the history books. And that's another problem is this lack of, of gratitude that we have. It's just, it's spreading and it's, it's costing lives. And our administration is enabling that. They're, they're feeding the ungratefulness. They're thriving off of it. And... That's why, you know, we need to, as, as Americans, as individuals, we need to train ourselves in being more grateful. We need to learn from those lessons. We need to learn from what we're seeing in other countries, what we're seeing in our own country. As I told you about the, the nurse and these people who are, who are dying of the virus still not believing in it. We need to be... We need to show gratitude in our nurses and doctors who still support them, who still care for them. Throughout that, we can't wear masks. We can't, we can't do the right things. We can't take care of ourselves, take vitamin D, take zinc, you know, work out, eat right to the best of our ability. I'm not perfect. I, you know, I, last night, man, I, I chowed down like eight bowls of tricks. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> but other than that, I drink water and, 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 and make fruit smoothies. And I do, you know, 
40 minutes of yoga and, and a 40 minute workout every other day. And I do yoga every day, but I do the workouts every other day. It's a kettlebell workout. But anyways, the, what I'm regardless, I'm going off on a tangent here. But regardless, what I'm trying to say is that, you know, I mean, those things can teach you to be more grateful, honestly, actually. If you take up a workout routine, yoga, a hobby, you'll feel more, more grateful in yourself, especially when you start getting better. Meditation. Meditation is a great way to learn gratitude. And you spread that gratitude. That's the problem. That's why other countries who are succeeding in combating the pandemic, the virus, they're grateful in each other as a community and it spreads. It spreads to other people. People are learning like that. We are a living organism that evolves and learns. Or you can look at this as an AI. You can look at this as a, uh, you can look at this as a virus, a, a, a virtual virus or a living virus, whatever. But we, we have to evolve and we have to be grateful of the evolution. We have to be grateful in, in, the, in the work that we put in ourselves, especially. We don't do that. You know, we either beat ourselves up or we're not grateful for what we have in ourselves. Like I was saying about my job, I'm also grateful for that fact that I have a, a, a place, my own, my own apartment, my own place. I'm grateful for that. And, I'm, you know, because I've started to be more mindful of myself and more grateful of it, I've been better at, at taking care of my place. I've actually been a hell of a lot better with doing the dishes because I'm starting to change my perception of the world around me and of myself and, and of what I see value in and what I'm grateful for. I'm grateful for I have a place, so I need to take care of it. I need to do the dishes. I need to sweep. I need to make sure I clean the shower, clean the toilet, clean the bathroom. I need a new bucket to sweep, to mop. Throw out the old one. I didn't really need to. It was fine. Actually, I don't even know. I'm not even going to get into that one. That was a crazy adventure. But anyways, <laughs> like, all I'm trying to say is taking up something you will see the you'll you'll see the value in it and you'll be grateful for it and it might spread to other aspects of your life we need to start teaching that as a community if our administration would would and our government would be grateful for us grateful for what the american people do maybe pe maybe people would respond better and work together Maybe the maybe people would stop looking at each other as as red or blue and just start looking at each other as ourselves to see ourselves in one another. To look at someone else and be like, you know what, they may have a grandmother that's in her 80s, just like I do, who who can't get exposed to this. Well, I can't get exposed to this. I may not be able to ever see her. Or maybe I'm her primary care provider. We have to we have to see what we are grateful for in other people. That's how we're going to survive. That's how we're going to th uh, thrive. That's how we're going to get through this. If we see what we're grateful for in other people. Man, I'm like I said, I'm grateful for my place. I'm grateful for that I have a roof over my hope, my my shoulders. So, and I take care of this place. So I'm grateful for other people around me who do have a place. And because I see the value in that, I work even more hard to make sure that I keep my place because I know there are people out there who don't. I know there are people out there right now who might be on the verge of eviction notices, who might be on the verge of foreclosures, who are who are going through that right now. So that makes me try to work on doing my part even more so. You know, make sure that I take care of my, my place. Make sure that I take care of myself. Make sure that I'm not meeting in large groups and I'm, and I'm make sure that I'm wearing my mask. 
because I'm grateful for that. I'm also grateful for my mom. My mom has pre-existing conditions. You know, with my work, you know, I, you know, I have to make sure I wear a mask. I make sure that the people that I'm caring for put on their masks because they're elderly people and I have to look out for them as well. And my mom, I can't, you know, go out there and, and meet with big groups of people and, and, and refuse not to wear my mask and refuse not to take care of myself. Because if I don't take care of myself, there's no one else that can look after my mom. And I'm, and I'm grateful for so much of what my mom does for me, how much she cares for me, how much she looks out for me, how much the, the advice that she gives me, the amazing food that she cooks for me. And I'm so, much, I'm so grateful for all that, that it makes me work that much harder on myself to succeed that much harder in my goals, in my dreams. Because like I said, like, and, and also you gotta think about the fact that like, I'm grateful for the, the, the delivery drivers, for the, the, the employees of FedEx, for Amazon, for the medical workers. That's why I make sure I take care of myself. I was already in the hospital and during this, and I was in the COVID area because that was the only area they could have patients because that was it. Anyone who, even if you, I wasn't in there for COVID, but even if you weren't in there for COVID, you were in the COVID area. And my mom came in, putting her life at risk, knowing full well. So, and I see all of that and it makes me, and I saw how, and when I was there, I was very grateful for the nurses. I was very kind with them, funny. I, I was very cooperative. I didn't make things difficult because I knew what they were going through. I was grateful for them. I'm not saying you have to think like me, but apply some of the things I've been talking about, some of the experiences I've shared and some of the lessons that I've talked to you about and apply it to your life. Because the, the you know, the, the reality is, is that we, we need to take more time and learn it. And, and it is essential. And we need to pass on this mindset, this knowledge that we've learned from the worlds, this gratitude that we've learned from the worlds, from the community that we live in. We need to take that and we need to share that with our kids. You know, I, I, I get so scared and I think about all the kids who are being raised at homes that don't see the value in, in being grateful, who, don't be, who, do, who aren't wearing a mask, who make this a political thing. I, I'm so scared for those kids because being what's going to happen to the to the world with as they get older how they're it's scary and it's concerning to me and how many of those kids are going to spend the rest of their lives like that how many of those kids might get exposed to to the virus because their parents are so ungrateful and if you're one of those parents, I'm calling you out. You need to start seeing the bigger picture. And you need to start coming to the realization that it's bigger than your political views. This has nothing to do with your political views. This has to do with being a human. Being alive. This is a, 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 a being a living view, not a political view, a human view. This has nothing to do with politics. It has to do with being alive, that people can be alive. How many people have died that maybe shouldn't have died because we weren't grateful for what we can provide to the world, for what we can provide to them? We didn't see the value in them. We didn't see the value in working as a community. Now is not the time to think as an individual, but to behave as a community. We're all in this together, no matter the distance, no matter if you live East Coast, West Coast, Midwest, South, it doesn't matter. We're all in this together. The virus is everywhere. It does not discriminate like some people might like to believe. That's not how it works. Maybe some people, some demographics may be indiscriminately um, exposed to it more so due to how ungrateful 
our government has been in providing the necessities to keep those demographics alive. And you know those demographics. I don't need to break it all down for you. You white, you know. If you're the same color as me, you know. We need to demonstrate gratitude. We really need to demonstrate gratitude to those that we are putting, to those who are putting their lives at risk for you and me. There are some out there who are putting their lives at risk more so than we are. Like I said earlier, think about the, the meat packers who, who are dying of COVID to provide us with food, with nourishment. The teachers who have, who have, who have died of COVID. The nurses and doctors who have died of COVID. We need, we need to demonstrate gratitude in them by taking care of ourselves physically, by wearing a mask, by doing all the things we can to fight this virus, to combat it, to save our community, the United States of our community. I mean, th this, this pandemic is a clear test of our resolve as individuals and as communities throughout the world. And some have succeeded in the test of their resolve and others have failed horribly. And we have to hold ourselves accountable for that. Not only do we have to hold the government accountable, the World Health Organization, but ourselves, did we do our part or were we part of the problem? How will you show your gratitude to your loved ones and neighbors? You have to ask yourself that question. Were you part of the problem or were you helping and trying to find and aiding and trying to solve the solution? Because, you know, because, you know, are you going to behave irrationally and ignorant to those in need, to those putting their lives at risk? Are you going to be ungrateful to them to prove, to stand for your political views, to, to stick it to the, the socialists and the liberals and the Marxists and all this? Yeah, yeah, right. You're you're right. The the doctors who are who are who are begging us and the nurses begging us to to wear our masks, to social distance, to not gather in large groups. Yeah, they're socialists, they're Marxists, they're communists. If that's how you think, that's fine. That's your choice. But put that aside and look at this from a human perspective. From a, from a from a valuing you're valuing life as a perspective. If you put all of that nonsense aside, you will see what's really important here. But that's your choice. Whether or not you want to believe in it, whether or not you want to act on that, that's your choice. I'm not going to change you. That's not what I'm here for. Like I said earlier, I'm here to provide perspectives. I'm here to provide examples on lessons on how to live a better life, on lessons on the art of living. Lessons that I've learned. Gratitude is an important one. Because without gratitude, you're going to struggle. You know, these are things we need to think about. We need to be grateful for our American citizens who are putting their lives at risk. We need to be grateful for them. Because... You may think that the, the, the doctors and the nurses, they're important, but you may think that the, the restaurants and the cafes and the fast food people aren't important. They just are. They have bills to pay. They have families as well. They have loved ones that they care for and provide for. Just as much as the nurses and nurses, nurses and doctors, just as much as you. So we need to practice the art of gratitude. We need to learn the art of gratitude. You need to look within yourself. 
No, no one, you know, you are your best and your worst teacher. And, and I feel that you, you know, that's the, you're the only teacher in the end. Every, everyone else is a, is a, is a guide, but, but you're the teacher. Everyone else is the lesson plan, the textbook. And gratitude is so important to, to, to growing as a person because being grateful, you're grateful for living. You're grateful for the air. You're grateful for the, for the life that you live, for the opportunities that you have, for the people in your life. You're grateful for the, other, for the opportunities and the, and the families and the life that other people are living. You're grateful for what they provide to you because we're all in this together. But that that choice is up to you. Whether or not you want to see the bigger big the bigger picture. Like I always say, live life as a lesson learned. And I've always choose to see the bigger picture. I always tell myself it's bigger than me. And I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful that I that I put value in the bigger picture, in the larger world. Because I know that that will help me guide my spirit, guide my goals, my dreams, my journey. We're all on our own hero's journey, our own heroine's journey. We're all on it. And, and right now, as a community, we're in the abyss. And we will continue to stay in the abyss unless we decide to work together. And I'll say this one more time. Gratitude is key in the art of living. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Monday Mindset. To learn more about myself and how you can support The Monday Mindset, head over to my Patreon page at Ronin Art and Music. That's Ronin Art and Music. If you're listening to this on your preferred streaming service, please make sure to subscribe. If you're listening on YouTube, make sure to subscribe, leave a comment and review. Slap that notification bell. On iTunes, please make sure to subscribe rate the podcast, and leave a review, as this will help me and the podcast grow. Stay positive, stay focused, stay true, and much love.